home state, Florida, one of the prettiest cities, Tampa. And uh, we're going to have a great fight, one that we've been waiting for a while. Tommy Fury is going to show us what he's really made of. Hello, Mr. Burbanks. <laughs> Don't be ashamed, it's all good. Your family, it's good. And uh, we're going to have our outstanding Jake Paul show us what he's all about against a real fighter. Somebody with very deep roots in the sport. Obviously the younger brother of the outstanding heavyweight champion, Tyson Fury. Any excitement here? Hello? Yes, this is going to be December 18th and it's going to take place at Amali Arena. And it's going to be presented by Showtime Sports, Holden Productions, and Most Valuable Promotions. Did y'all get a chance to see Problem Bot? I, he disappears. That guy just kind of shows up and disappears. I, I, I hope he gets a chance to come in and make an appearance. Um, just to give you a couple of snippets about this fight, Jake Paul is going to be facing 22-year-old Tommy Fury. And uh, like I said, Tommy, the younger brother of Tyson Fury, I'm a huge fan. And when you have a 4-0 record with three KOs, you wonder how in the world are you going to face somebody with such deep roots? And um, to get a little bit more on that information, we're going to be talking to um, the stars of the event. But right now, I am in awe because, again, we're among boxing royalty. The nephew of the great Emmanuel Stewart, great boxer, great trainer, Mr. Sugar Hill is with us. Sugar, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me here. And I have to say, you look quite dapper today. Always do, though. It's Vegas. I know. I know. You haven't said anything about my hair. What's up with that? Because it's always nice. Thank you. Thank you. So, the question begs, how did you come about being part of the Fury team? Uh, I guess pretty much simple was Tyson Fury. But, uh... That's his younger brother, and uh, I've been around him, all of, you know, the, the family, and in the gym training with the family, and uh, obviously I've been in the gym with Tommy as well, uh, watching him and Tyson box and just helping out, just teaching a few things, and um, I guess just recently it just came about that um, having me train him for this, uh, this big fight coming up here. There's a lot of credibility in your family, long line of champions being built in Detroit and, you know, honed, uh, extraordinary talent. Um, what can you tell us about Tommy? What do you bring to the table for somebody like Tommy? Well, Tommy's athletic and he's been around boxing his whole life. Not actually boxing, but being around it, seeing it, and wanting to do it. Uh, but for whatever, whatever reasons, he didn't uh, stay in boxing as much as Tyson did. And uh, he's very athletic, very determined, and uh, he learns fast. So uh, it's exciting for me to be able to work with somebody like that because that's what makes me uh, get up and go a lot more for uh, somebody who really wants to learn and is excited about it. We all know that Tommy has, like you said, a great background in sports, very athletic, but he's now an influencer. He's uh, star very famous he's actually a star in the UK in one of those reality shows so you know at 22 life could take a completely different direction how serious is he about the sport 
I believe Tommy's very serious about the sport. Um, you know, we joke around a little bit, but he always gets a little bit upset when we talk about it, about him, uh, his other uh, career career moves that he's in, involved in. And uh, he does really want to box. I mean, he's, he's uh, you know, taking this fight here, and he's taking it very seriously. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's in his blood. It's, it's boxing. That's, it's, it's also in his culture, too. So the whole family boxes. Uh, me spending time over in England uh, with Tyson and his family, the first thing they do with the kids is they want to say, can he fight? That's the first thing they want to know. So that's just a part of their culture and uh, it's in his blood as well. So can you really blame a guy who's good looking, coming from a family with deep roots in the sport, good, and a star, influencer. Reality TV has made huge stars. He can't really be upset about that. Really, I, 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 I wish I was a reality show star. Anyway, when we look in the future, does Tommy have what it takes to be a real contender? I just believe time will tell, you know. He's uh, just starting to learn some new things in boxing. This is uh, it's a lot different than watching on TV and watching your big brother. So uh, it's just a learning process, and uh, just time will tell. You can't really say it right now. Um, if I had those kind of powers, then I... Uh, <laughs> well, you know what they say, if my aunt had wheels, she'd be a bicycle. That's not happening either. But I'm pretty sure you're very good at what you do. I know so. So let's not complain about that. I'm very, I'm very happy you're here, and I'm very excited to see what's going to happen December 18th. And right now we're going to open the floor for the press to make questions, to ask questions. We have a mic going on. Lance? Oh, great. No, no questions. Thank you. <laughs> Sugar Hill, this is Lance Pugmire from USA Today. Just wanted to um, have you elaborate on something you told me previously. Tommy's body of work is not very complete. I, you actually described him as a little bit above a novice. What do you need to work on specifically to drive him to the level where he can defeat Jake Paul? From what I see, I just need to work on Tommy's uh, footwork and uh, a little bit of his coordination, just getting him more familiar with certain moves that you do in boxing that's going to make him, uh, you know, compete at a higher level than what he's been competing at. Uh, I didn't tell much, did I? <laughs> Come on, Sugar. Uh, Sugar Hill, Keith Eidek from BoxingScene.com. Uh, what did you think of Tommy's performance against Anthony Taylor? What did you like about it? What did you not like about it? Was his last performance? Well, that was his last performance? Yes. Uh, I did actually honestly I didn't watch it I didn't but uh from what I heard it wasn't <laughs> I heard it wasn't a good look but uh you know I guess that's from the family so they're uh, maybe over critical about it but probably right follow-up question how much do you think it motivates him because he has so much pressure on him from his family within his family I think it is a certain amount of pressure and uh, that's just something that that comes with it you know uh, being the younger brother of the heavyweight champion of the world and, and always looking up to Tyson and wanting to be like him and do the things that he's done. Uh, it's always just been a pressure period. But now I know it's a bit more because this is a big stage now. This is not just in the gym sparring somebody, uh, being an amateur, uh, having fights, and, uh, and even turning pro. Uh, each, each time, the longer he's in boxing, each step is just going to have more and more... Um, you know, it's a more of a challenge for him. So that's what anybody sort of say. 
Sugar Hill, right here. Team Grand Hill Art of Sports. Uh, what do you think about this extra bet going on that they have that uh, Tommy has to change his name to Tommy Fumbers? It fumbles if he wins, if he loses, and uh, you know, vice versa. He gets uh, half a million if he wins. What do you think about that? From what you're telling me, it sounds a little bit personal, and it sounds like business. You said you got to change his name, and the other part of the bet is some money. So, yeah, it's just personal. It's just something they got going on. If that's what they want to do, uh, it's interesting. It's just like if you had two guys in the street on the same on the same block, you know, making a bet. It's just a bet. Thank you. Fair play. <laughs> Javon, over here. Uh, Jeremy Harris with fansided.com. It's Sugar Hill because you don't you're not going to say it right, so it's just sugar is easier. Gotcha. Uh, when you're dealing with a fighter with potential, um, what are the things that you're looking at specifically when you see him, and how do you go about unlocking that potential? And is it that much harder when you're dealing with someone that's starting from a base level? Well, I've trained a lot of fighters from the base level from scratch, so it's not anything that's uh, unfamiliar to me. Mainly what I do is I watch them shadow box and just start making adjustments. I, I need to know what they're thinking when they're in their shadow boxing, and that tells me a lot on what I need to work on with the fighters. And with me, everything I do is basics anyway, so I'm going to start to correct and fix the fundamentals so then you'll be able to achieve and to excel in the things that, that the fighter wants to do, what is in his mind and what he wants to create. Sure, Hill, Mohammed Mubarak with the Electronic Urban Report. Tell us, uh, what more can you give to Tommy to add to his development? And where is he at right now? In, terms, in your opinion, where is he at in his development? Well, I think Tommy's at the development stage right now, just the beginning to start to understand and, and be really, really involved and focused in boxing. And uh, right now, I'm happy with that, and I think it's going to be a, a fast progress for Tommy because uh, some of the things I've showed him, how he, how he grabbed hold to him so quickly and is able to do them, it's, uh, it reminds me a bit of Tyson. It's just that Tyson's been boxing his whole life in the ring and in the gym, and Tommy hasn't. So it's going to be interesting just to watch how fast he's going to really grow. And uh, like I said, it's exciting to me because I just enjoy teaching and watching somebody learn and go out there and do it and be happy about it. Hi, Sugar Hill, right here at Chandra LaBeouf, Boxing, Boxing Insider. To follow up on what you just said, since the Furies are a fighting family, you just mentioned that he just hasn't fought his whole life like his brother. Is there a signature thing that the Fury family does in fighting and does Tommy have that? It's not a signature thing, it's just fighting. So that would be the signature. Everybody in the family fights. And secondly, you've seen a lot of styles throughout your career. How would you categorize Jake Paul's style? What would you liken it most to from what you've seen of his fighting? I was just watching on the screen here, and I was talking to uh, one of my other young fighters, Nico Holly Walsh, and he, I was asking him what did he see in the fight. And uh, it's just a lot. Of, he cre he's, Jake is very creative in the ring. I'm watching him. So I hear bad talk about him, but... I have to give him a lot of credit for what he's doing and, and how he's learning. He doesn't look like a, a beginner like everybody's talking about, like a very, very beginner because of the things that he's doing as far as thinking and making adjustments and create, creating opportunities to, to land punches. And uh, yeah, I, I think he's coming along just fine. 
uh, just as well as anybody who's just starting boxing. Thank you, Jandra. It's always so good to see you. And uh, I know Tommy was supposed to be with us today, so it's not like we came empty-handed. Unfortunately, he had a family emergency. He's actually flying back to the UK as we speak, so we hope everything is working out well. And uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to have him soon via satellite, Zoom, it's technology. Thank you, Chris de Blasio. We will have him, we promise. Not today, soon. So I just have one question. I know you're very strict. You always, you know, put us at bay. Media is always at bay in your camp. How are you going to control the media attention that somebody like Tommy will bring to any boxing camp? Well, in the gym, we're just training, so there's no windows, and that's it. Close the door, start training. Um, I mean, we have media days and things like that, things that we have to do, but me, I'm not too particular about videoing and posting things like that. Uh, I don't think it's that important. I don't really care if they do it, but as long as they focused on training, and uh, that's just the main part, what they do outside of the gym, as far as uh, doing their downtime on social media, uh, I mean, it's all a business at this point, really. So I don't really complain about it. I don't do it, but I know it's a new thing that's out. And uh, you have to be able to take it and use it to be able to grow. And I think uh, with this, this fight here, the way things have gone, and uh, it's bringing a lot of attention to boxing. And that's with the social media and uh, you know how this thing has just grown to such a big event now. And uh, it's, just, it's just good for boxing, period. Um, I only see boxing growing because of this. I think that... You know, you have uh, these two fighters, like novice fighters, fighting on a pay-per-view, like a big card. This is the big, this is big boxing right here that you have these two, like beginning guys fight on. And I think it's just great. Everybody's gonna probably, a lot of people probably gonna disagree with me on that, but I do think it's great. I mean, you get people, if you're in a neighborhood and they're out there fighting, they're gonna gather around and watch it. It doesn't matter how much experience they really have. People just want to see a good fight. I agree, I agree. Coach, always a pleasure. Thank you for being with us, and we look forward to seeing you December 18th in Tampa. Thank you. Glad I was here, and uh, yeah, this is going to be a big event. Yes, we hope so. So. I keep the mic with me. <laughs> This is an outstanding event, and I'm so excited. I, I feel like constrained here in the sea, but um, who doesn't know Jake Paul? Really? Like, even my, really? Oh, come on, you, you guys have no clue who he is. Of course, of course. The one thing we don't know about him, or m most people don't know about him, is that he has a huge heart. Jake has done outstanding work with the community, with kids, working against bullying, um, I think he's one of the few promoters that actually split promoter fighter that takes away from his own purse to split it among the fighters in his undercard. And I think that's very, very heartfelt. And I am so proud to present to you, Mr. Jake Paul. Look at you. Wait, wait. Wait, okay, so I'm all for surprises. I'm all for surprises. Where's my man BJ Flores, man? Oh, BJ's here. Where's BJ? BJ's right here. Oh, there you go. Hey. Yeah. You know. How you doing? And Coach D. Coach D. I, I, Coach we just, D. Are you handing the 
baton? What's up with that? What? We're building the dream team, you know? And we had to bring in a secret weapon. <laughs> okay. This opens a whole can of worms, completely different can of worms. But it's so good to have you here. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. It's good to be here in Vegas. Shout out to the people watching at home. Another one. Here we go. We're, we're going to talk a little bit about Coach T. I need to know how and when and why. Well, I, I take it from here, Jay. Ooh. I've been doing this for about 40 years. Uh, I, but you're all of 25. Well, you know, things happen. I, I've been through a lot. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I was around during Tyson time. You know, I saw something in the white boy. Uh, I made sure I made it happen. So we here. <laughs> there you go. So when did you decide to touch base with Coach T? You know, after the Woodley fight, I came out, I reassessed my performance. And I was like, you know what, I did great. I beat a five-time UFC champion. I took his hardest punch that he won the UFC championship with like it was nothing. I was off balance. You know, it's boxing. You're gonna, you're gonna get dirty if you're a mechanic. But I was like, you know, there's some things we can uh, tighten up. And that, that's where, you know, started making some calls and that's where Coach D came in. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's been a game changer. So Coach D is actually an advisor to BJ. Well, I wouldn't say that. I came in for nourishment, and, uh, you know, he, he, he wasn't making weight. So I made sure he made weight. We came in, I, I, I continued to tell him, I said, come with that right jab under that belt. He listened. He's a good boy. Like I said, you know, uh, don't, Apple don't fall too far from the tree. I talked to his papa. His papa's a good guy. Uh, yeah, we just working. Well, I look forward to see you performing it December 18th. And, and look, I mean, Tommy went and got Sugar Hill, you know. Tommy went and, uh, you know, getting Tyson to be in his corner. So what am I going to do? I have a response to that, you know. This is a Coach serious team. business. Life is on the line. Okay, so now I'm going to change gears. Now that you said life is on the line, many times you've said um, boxing saved your life. How did the sport save your life? Man, I was a young kid in uh, Los Angeles, just getting caught up in the wrong things, surrounded by the wrong group of people, and boxing gave me the chance to take my life back and to follow a routine and to work on something and to have a purpose, and it gave me something to fight for. I, I wasn't meant for LA, although I thought I was. Boxing is my true home, and it took me until I was 21 years old to find that. You know, but some, some of the greatest fighters don't find out they're fighters until they're a little bit older. Deontay Wilder, the list goes on. I, before we go any further, I need to just acknowledge the presence of Problem Bot right there. Thank you, Problem Bot. Yeah. Is that your security? Yeah, yeah, he's got an RPG. <laughs> You know, a, a lot of people talk about what you do outside the ring. Obviously, you've been an influencer all your life, even before influencers were, you know, famous and the thing to do and trending. But there's a lot more to you. I just gave a little bit of snippets of what you do for the community. First of all, talk to us about that commitment with against bullying and, and, and children just in general. Yeah, look. 
I want to use my platform for good. Ever since I was young, you know, my dad who's here today, shout out Greg Paul, we would always go and give back, volunteering, handing out food on Thanksgiving, whatever it was, we always wanted to get involved in the community. And I had a dream as a kid to have a foundation, have a charity, and now I'm you know, finally at a place where I felt like I was able to give back and to use my platform to give back. And uh, that's why I'm passionate about Boxing Bullies, my foundation, and fighting back against bullying because I once was a bully and I realized it wasn't cool. And then I got cyber bullied by my peers and friends when I started to post videos online. And I was like, wow, these comments hurt. And I realized this is a big problem in our generation and cyberbullying affects so many people. And I think boxing, gives people confidence, you know, to not have to feel like they need to pull other people's down or, uh, or to just be themselves. And that's what it did for me. And so I want to be able to share boxing and this message just with the whole entire world. And I think everyone should take up the sport even just for fitness, confidence, and being able to protect yourself. Mental health, key. Thank you for that. But talking about the sport itself, I get a chance to speak to fighters all the time and the one thing they always say is, boxing is a very jealous wife. It doesn't like to share their talent, doesn't like to share their men. You spread yourself out so thin that I wonder, how deep is your commitment to the sport itself? I'll take this one. Thank you, Coach. Uh, I'll probably say, you know, this kid right here, we've we we, we we've been coaching him. He's he been a smart kid. He's a good boy, like I said. Uh, he can fight. At the end of the day, if it ain't about fighting, it ain't about a motherfucking thing. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, uh, I brought him in. He gonna fight. Uh, yeah, well, we, well, we tried to get your brother, didn't we? Yep. We tried to get his brother. Yep. His brother was running. Yep. Uh, I, I talked to Tyson. Tyson was running. I talked to Sugar Ray Leonard. He was running. So now, you know, we trying to find people where we can fight and, and have a good good, decent fight what we got in front of us, you know what I'm saying, so. It's a lot of work though, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, the but that's why I have the them? best team, that's why I have the best team, you know? I, I'm surrounded, it's not just me, Jake Paul is not a one-man operation. I brought in the best, I have the best filmers, the best security, the best managers, advisors, business partners, investors, editors, you name it, mascots, so it's not just me. And we can get the job done, clearly. The formula is working, so yes, that, that's is. why that's why we're here. Yes, we'll run y'all through a drill as well. Whenever we if we could do it down, that'd be fine. We can run through the drill. That way you do You're gonna run through the drill right now? Go ahead. Cameras on please. Oh this is gonna be interesting. Excellent drill. You know, the interesting thing is we have Tommy Fury and yourself that came to the spot today for that fight on, on December 18th. And it's almost like the yin and the yang. He comes from a boxing background and became an influencer, you know, a reality show star at, in the UK. And you came the other way around, even though you have an athletic background when you played football. And then you became a huge star and then you decided to take on boxing later in your life. How do you think that balances out? That's like a yin and yang. Yeah, look, I mean, Tommy claims to have been doing this his whole life and he has an amateur career and he's, he's been around it, that, that is true, but he hasn't worked as hard as me, you know? 
I, I see a green guy who hasn't sparred enough times and has only been put in there with opponents that were meant to lose. This is his first real test where his opponent isn't some guy that's just gonna flop over. And, you know, you're gonna see that. You're gonna see, you're gonna see a fighter who is a virgin, in my opinion. He, he has no, no idea what he's getting himself into. This is his first time under the big lights on the big stage and he's gonna crack under pressure. The one thing that I see is your eye to pick people around you, you know, picking your opponents, picking your coaches. You also pick somebody that I love and I am a diehard fan. She is the epitome of badass bitch, Amanda Serrano. She is perhaps the only, thank you, problem bot. Uh, her record alone talks for the quality of, speaks for the quality of the fighter that she is. But as a human being, she's also a very giving woman. What made you look at her and sign her? Look, I mean, just the simple fact that she's the quote, greatest woman of all time, there's no debating that, you know, and I like to work with people that are cool, and Amanda and I, you know, clicked from, from day one, and she, you know, needs to be put onto a bigger platform, and that's where most valuable promotions, Nikisa and myself, come in, because she's a star, like you said, she's got the record, she's got all the accolades, but it's the constant, you hear the boxing story all the time about the best fighter in the world who is underpaid or isn't as big of a star as they should be and so that's what I've figured out that's the formula that I've developed is the marketing the content the branding the entertainment side and that's what we hope to be able to give to Amanda Serrano and other boxers alike you know we want to elevate this sport as much as possible bring more eyeballs bring more attention to the best and that's exactly what Amanda Serrano is and uh, we're all just ecstatic to be working together because the potential is huge. We're already eyeing in 2022 the biggest women's boxing match of all time, Amanda Serrano versus Katie Taylor. Wow. Working with Eddie Hearn to get that done. So, uh, you know. We've been waiting for the fight for a while. Yeah. Yes, we have. But it needed that extra juice. Yes, it does, and you gave it to her. As a matter of fact, she's going to be in this event. Um, an opponent to be determined. We're going to be announcing that very soon. But I'm very happy that she's getting the, the recognition that she deserves. She's amazing. And I just, you know, there's a very short sentence that I use. She's a bitch, she's a boss, and she shines like gloss. I love it. I love yes. it. So I'm very excited about that. And um, now we're going to open the floor for questions from the press. Uh, Jake, uh, Keith Heidek from BoxingScene.com, how you doing? Um, I was just wondering if you can compare the type of challenge that you expect from Tommy Fury as opposed to what Tyron Woodley presented for you. Yeah, I think it's, it's two very different style of fighters. You know, I think uh, Tyron just has so much experience. You know, he, he's been in there with the hardest hitters, as the best in the world. And so he's had that experience and he knew how to counter and take away some of my best things in the ring and how to take a punch. Tommy Fury hasn't been tested, so we will see how he responds. And I think that's the beautiful thing about this fight is the unknown. Is he actually a Fury or will we find out that he's just a half Fury? You know, does he have the, the heart like his brother or is he just living in the shadow of his brother? 
I think the, the beautiful thing about this fight is stepping into the unknown because this is also my first time fighting a real boxer, quote unquote, whatever that means. And he's undefeated, he's young, same age, same height, same weight. So it's really a, a perfect matchup and we're just gonna see who worked harder, who wants it more, and who has that dog inside of him. Jay, Ellie Segbeck, ES News, quick question. So you have a bet going on with him about changing the name, and what's your prediction for the fight? What round does it end? I, uh, I will TKO him in the later rounds. You know, Tommy hasn't gone past four rounds. He hasn't even had a fight past four rounds. Uh, so I think he'll be gassed. This will be the first time him actually faced by someone who could hit, who is the same weight as him. You know, he's always fought smaller guys with losing records. So I think he's gonna fade. I know he's gonna fade. It just, what round? Fifth, sixth, maybe seventh. Maybe I knock him out the last 10 seconds of the eighth. But he, he's not he's not hearing that eighth bell ring. Jake? I got, I got 500K uh, on the line. So, you know, when Tommy loses, he has to change his name to Tommy Fumbles. And, you know, he accepted it. I'm putting 500k, it's on the line, so we'll see what happens. Jake, Mike Coppinger, ESPN, right here. Um, you know, look, one of the biggest issues in boxing right now is that a lot of the top names aren't very active, you know, but yet you're here with your third pay-per-view fight of 2021. Why do you think it is that you're able to get all these fights in and a lot of the other guys, you know, obviously you have less fights, but you're still fighting pay-per-view fights and all the media obligations that go with it. Why do you think the other guys aren't fighting as often? Uh, you know, like you said, it's one of the biggest problems in boxing is promoters not wanting to risk their big fighters losing because that that's their paychecks. That's how they make their revenue, and so it's too big of a risk for them. But me, you know, we're, we're a, big, a big team but a nimble team. We move fast, we make decisions, and I'm not scared of anybody. You know, people are saying, fight this person, fight that person, fight this person. I'm doing these fights literally as fast as we can get the deals done. And I think a lot of these pro boxers, from what I'm sort of finding out, is they don't work actually that hard. And they're not, they're not really down to fight all the time whenever the call, you know, whenever the call comes in. So I think that's the big difference. This is my, this is my fourth fight in 12 months. It's the third pay-per-view this year, but it's four fights in 12 months. So really the only person that's as active at, at this big of a platform is Canelo. I have a question day, about that. I'm no, sorry. I just want to address something because I feel like everybody in there. At the end of the day, the white boy could fight, you know what I'm saying? And and I feel like people try to underestimate it, you know. You 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 know that. Uh, yeah, he could fight. So question about that this is perhaps the biggest week in boxing in 2021 Canelo against another outstanding fighter Kelly Plant your views on that fight who's gonna take the win it's exciting you know in boxing now rarely as a fan do we see these big fights where you get excited and the, you wake up on Saturday morning and you're like man I can't wait for tonight because I'm so excited for the fight that that's only happened Maybe once or twice this year, you know, with the Fury Wilder fight, the maybe Mayweather Logan, maybe a couple of Jake Paul fights, but this one's exciting. 
history it's, making. It's great for the yeah, and it's great for the sport. The unification of 168. Can Canelo do it? Can Caleb Plant do it? Undefeated, another undefeated fighter in his record. And this this fight is exactly what boxing needs more of. You know, we want to see Canelo versus Benavides. We want to see Plant versus Benavides. We want to see these big fights. Why aren't they happening? Who the the promoters? Because I'm I'm sure the fighters want the payday. That that's above my payday. My payday. So I wish I had the answer to that. Jake Marcus Hayes, Fight Hub TV. Uh, thanks for taking my question. Um, I'm wondering. You come into boxing and sort of disrupt the landscape of the traditional uh, boxing with having big fight after big fight after big fight and being a relatively new name. Uh, talk to us about that. Is that what you planned or is that just how things are shaking out? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm a young fighter that still has a lot of things to prove, but with each fight, I'm elevating my level of opponent and we just want to do it bigger and bigger and bigger. And you know, boxing is the snowball effect. When you keep on winning as a fighter, they just get bigger. The fights get bigger. Everything's more exciting. And so we've just taken this step by step. But yeah, this has been in the cards the whole way. You know, when I first said uh, like two years ago, hey, I want to fight Conor McGregor. I want to fight Nate Diaz. I want to fight. I was joking about fighting Mike Tyson. I was joking. I was saying I want to fight Canelo. I remember the list. And by the way, yeah, the I list. I remember the list. Javante, everyone's on the list. And people it doesn't were like, matter oh, what kid. weight division. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. But people were like, oh, this kid's crazy two years ago. And now it's like, wow. We've we gotten this this far, this fast, and the, the world is my oyster. All I have to do is three letters, W-I-N. And why do you think I work so hard? Why do you think I've progressed a lot faster than a lot of these pros are? Because I'm having to rise up to the highest level of boxing with with 18 months of experience, 20 months of, of experience. So I'm progressing a lot faster than a lot of these pro boxers. Uh, and it is what it is because they don't have the pressure. They don't really have anything they lose. They lose, it's whatever. If I lose, the whole world is laughing. The whole world's like, yeah, yeah, ha, we told this kid. Like, we got him. This was just a thing. He's not a real pro. Get him out of here. Finally, we got our sport back. A lot of boxing wants to see me lose. A lot of them want to see me win, but a lot of them want to see me lose. So I have a pressure, and that's created a diamond. I, I have an answer to that that comes from a, a very credible source, Marco Antonio Herrera, world champion in three different divisions, Hall of Famer. And we talked about you in this fight. And that's one thing that a lot of people don't know. A lot of fighters do support this because they're bringing a new generation of fans. How responsible do you feel bringing this new generation that don't remember the Julio Cesar Chavez or they just know about Muhammad Ali because of the documentary? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm fully responsible for all of it. I mean, who, who else would be? I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, for, like I said, Have four you know, fights in 12 months. I have 65, 70 million followers across my platforms. Uh, on a, uh, th that's a younger demographic. And they're coming into the sport of boxing and they're gonna become fans of other people. There's room for everyone to grow. I can build my skyscraper as high as I want to without it touching your skyscraper, or his skyscraper, or anyone's skyscraper. We can all build our buildings as high as possible and that's what I wanna do is just bring more eyeballs to the sport and that's what I've done. Uh, this question is for Coach D, straight back. Uh, Coach D, we just saw you come off the off season, one of the biggest tours of the year. Uh, just 
this being one of the biggest fights of the year, just want to see what you feel you can uh, contribute and bring to this event. What the hell he said? <laughs> uh, we just saw you come off the off season, right? One of the biggest tours of the year, and just want to see this being one of the biggest fights of the year. What you feel? We saw what you contributed to the tour. What what can you contribute to this fight? Well, at the end of the day, we took him through training. He whooped his security ass. Hell, he he whooped my ass in training. Uh, you know, the next thing for him, I don't see nobody fucking with baby boy right here but God. One more question. Question for Jake. Jake, one person that is, hey, right here. One person that's always talked, you've had a back and forth with is Dana White. And Dana White has asked, when are you going to fight somebody your age? When are you going to fight somebody that's a boxer? You're doing that now. So do you have a message for him? Uh, Dana, again, thank you, wherever you are. Thank you for promoting my fights. You literally tee up every single fight for me perfectly. You place bets against me. I prove you wrong. You try to bring in coaches to, for, for my opponents so that they can beat me. You're letting Tommy Fury train at the UFC Performance Institute. Give it up, guy. Like, give it, give it up. Fight a real boxer. Fight, when is he gonna fight a guy his own age? Whatever Dana White is constantly fucking saying. You know, I, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And he's mad that I'm doing it because he's a control freak. And when he doesn't have his fingers dipped into someone's business, he doesn't want to see them succeed and he tries to bring them down. But he's not smart enough to realize that every single time he talks about me, it just makes my shit grow up. Thank you, Jake. And before we close, I know you want to give us any final thoughts before we let all these beautiful people go back to a good morning on a Saturday? Maybe a poem. Yeah, I, got a, I actually got a poem. You oh, know? you do? Yeah. Okay, so you YouTuber, boxer, influencer, and writer. I, uh, I, I wrote this, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm upset that Tommy's not here. You know, I, I know he's taking care of his mother and I respect that you know as, as a man and I, I hope she's okay I hope the family's gonna do well but uh, I, I got a little something for him <clears throat> roses are red violets are blue in his first obligation Mr. Fury couldn't come through no worries only stress for a few I'm used to promoting my fights alone I just didn't think I'd have to do this one too Carrying the marketing sales, oh lord, what's new? And y'all wonder why the highest paid boxers are me and Canelo top two. One girl whispers, there goes Tommy Fury and his pretty green eyes. Her friend replies, yes, it's true, but he prefers to kiss guys. <laughs> Tommy Fury's friends let him skip leg day. Just look at those chicken thighs. December 18th, his home won't be the only thing burglarized. I'm stealing his family's boxing legacy, all because Tommy did too much ecstasy while Jake was in the gym sparring heavily. The best bet for Tommy is a Molly Mae pregnancy. Tommy, it's okay, you lost. You'll still be a great dad. But when she finds out about his side alley makeout in Brampton, she's gonna be a little mad. After all this though, I will say Tommy has a lot of spirit. A lot of spirit airline miles. Tommy is still saving up to be able to sit in the aisles. Roses are red, violets are blue. December 18th, Tommy Fury, you will be on the canvas kissing my shoe. Well, well, well said, well said. Thank you for your time, Coach D. It's a pleasure meeting you. Can't wait to see you in the corner. 
BJ, I got your back. Maybe I get a chance to go in the ring. You be my coach. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Great shout-out to Resorts World Last.